0: So when I think about the future, I'm excited about seeing the impact that Higher Ground makes, right? The contracts that we've closed, the communities that we've helped support, but also, I don't know, those just yet, but how we track and measure once we start looking at the environmental piece, what is the impact that we made in giving companies visibility into this and being able to see the impact that we made just across our platform. So I'm really excited about that. Welcome to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground, where we talk about supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity with everyone from academics, historians, and business leaders. With your hosts, Chloe Guidry-Reed and Adam Moore, you'll hear inspiring stories and practical tips for overcoming challenges and gaining insight into supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity. Let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by Higher Ground. Higher Ground is a technology company whose mission is to bridge the wealth gap. Through access to procurement opportunities. Higher Ground is making the enterprise ecosystem more viable, profitable, and competitive by clearing the path for minority led, women led, LGBT led, and veteran led small businesses to contribute to the global economy as suppliers to enterprise organizations. For more information on getting started, please visit us at higherground.io. That's H I R E G R O U N D.io. Now on to the episode.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. You're joined again by your two favorite hosts. I'm Adam Moore here with Chloe Goodry-Reed, and today we're going to be doing something a little different. So I'm actually going to do that intro again. So everybody, hang on. Here we go. You're joined today by your favorite host, Adam Moore, and I'm here with my guest in studio, Miss Chloe Goodry-Reed. Chloe is our guest today, and we're going to get Behind the scenes, we're going to go behind the scenes and talk to her about the story of Higher Ground, how it came to be, and what does the future hold, right? All of y'all have been waiting for this episode, for Adam to put Chloe in the hot seat and start talking about Higher Ground. Okay, so with that intro, are you ready, Miss Good?
0: I'm, I'm ready. I am so okay. ready.
1: So I, I think what a lot of people don't realize, right, is is we've actually known each other for Six, seven years now, right? It's been a minute.
0: Six, seven amazing years.
1: Yes. Six or seven amazing years, right? So I knew you and higher ground was kind of a a beta idea. It was an just an idea, idea. Right. I still remember you guys coming yeah. uh, to the bank where I was working at that time and, and talking to us about. It. But tell everybody how did higher ground start? Right? That's such a fascinating story. And I and I love hearing this.
0: Yeah. So uh, prior to me starting Higher Ground, was a risk management consultant for close to about sixteen years um, prior to, and so worked with large Fortune five hundred companies, Fortune one thousand companies, just on risk identification quantification, figuring out if they wanted to self-insure that risk and at what retention levels. And then we would help them with building various insurance um, programs to protect all of their assets and then help them with managing claims. But I specifically worked in the supply chain vertical. So really talk to our customers around what does due diligence look like when you're looking at bringing on new suppliers, And it got us down tons of conversations around how do we make sure that our supply chain is more inclusive and without foregoing, you know, any of the due diligence processes that we have. We also don't want to make we don't want to make this more cumbersome from for some small and diverse businesses either. Right. So just in an effort to try to find a solution to really help them with the sourcing pieces, but also the governance, which is really, really important, not just for diverse suppliers, but just suppliers in general. Mm -hmm. I tried to just find a tool that would integrate with their existing technologies that they already had that push and pull data back and forth so that you could actually harness the power of data and make real-time decisions around your supply chain
1: like it okay
0: and um yeah there just there wasn't anything that existed and so i mm-hmm. started thinking about what a solution would look like mm-hmm. and part of that sort of discovery and sort of thinking through it was going and talking to potential corporations and figuring out what are you using now or is this really a, a large enough problem for you to want to pay someone to do this and would you use a software and so that's how you and I ended up meeting because yes I wanted to validate that this could be a real thing that that companies did have a need around this but also not just a need because I identified that but potentially a budget that they were right. willing to spend right. to put towards it and I just think that you know for me that helped just with my risk background, helped me just mm-hmm. de-risk the idea of starting mm-hmm. Higher Ground by validating it. And we ended up talking to a little over 70 companies, enterprise companies. Yep. Now, every single one of them was like, mm-hmm. if you can solve this problem, yes, we this is a solution that we would be interested in. Right,
1: right. And, and so that kind
0: of helped us with just launching Higher Ground. I love
1: that. So what was it? that moment. Right. And I always like this part of everybody's story. What was that moment? Right. Lying in bed, sitting at dinner, you know, looking out over your backyard and you're like, yeah, this could be a company. Yeah. Right. I mean, so what inspired you to do that? Right. Cause I mean, it takes, that's, that takes a lot of bravery. And as we've talked about on this show, and as if you, hopefully people have actually seen our pictures, right. <laughs> but being a black female, it's not easy. A, it's not easy to start your own company. Right. B, it's even more difficult when you go into technology and then you decided to add the trifecta factor of sourcing. Yes. Right. This yeah. is not if I was an, if I was a counselor, right? Or you had come to me for business advice and go, hey, here's my business model. I would have looked at it and gone, wow, you picked exactly the wrong industry to try to do this in, <laughs> right? So what was it? What was it when you
0: sat there and said, Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna take this leap of faith. Yeah. Right. Well, I think a lot of t- what I heard during customer discovery when um, a lot of times they said, yeah, we do want to use diverse suppliers a little bit more than we have. And my question was always, why? 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 After these responses, why not? You know, why aren't you? And what are the hurdles? And a lot of, you know, we got a lot of different responses as to why they didn't want to. And a lot of it came down to the risk around it like they're too small and you know our teams are too small we don't want to have all of these suppliers when there's only two of us like right. you know we're looking to put large amounts of our business with companies that have the capacity to do it so right. it was like helping some of those small businesses scale but also de-risking them to a certain degree and so i was like oh Well, I know how to do that. You know, I can definitely, you know, look at risk and look at and help you guys with understanding what risks are real and what risks can, you know, be mitigated if you just have the proper controls in place. And so it was the combination. And it's like the, you know, I don't know if you've heard of this concept of the three legged stool, but three legs can hold up anything. Right. And so for me, it was, a combination of, of skill set. So I had been doing this for so long and it was very clear to me like, okay, how can we de-risk this? And how can we make sure that we have the ability to help these companies source, but also make informed decisions Mm -hmm. around, you know, okay, this is, you know, when we want to bring someone new on, what are some of those things that they think about? And every company mm-hmm. is different. So there's a unique way that we have solved that problem. But I was doing some of this before, just not mm-hmm. with technology. Right. So it's a skill set piece. And then it's also it, it's the passion. Like, I don't know that I've ever been so passionate about something before in my mm-hmm. life, you know, obviously mm-hmm. outside of my faith and my family. Oh yeah right but the idea of doing something that helps small and diverse businesses that look like me um, that are in underserved areas I mean is just something that just ignites me and it's something awesome. that I definitely want to make sure that we can solve if we know how to solve it and I've built a team of other passionate people who are also very uniquely designed to solve this problem, then why don't we? And then it helps just unlock opportunity from an economic standpoint. You know, when you think about all these other challenges that underserved groups and um, other underserved communities have around access to quality education and access to quality food and um, healthcare, and all of these things are, are a direct output of tax revenue. So if we're able to help some of these small businesses with increasing their revenue and payroll, there is indirect outcome, induced outcomes, if you will, of, Mm -hmm. of that economic impact and of those contracts. And that- just i know i'm a nerd but super is super excites me you know it is
1: it is but you know that's that's the type of stuff that we have to talk about for the roi of it right Right. because oftentimes you and i are asked on the show well why 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 right Right. why am i doing and it's for that you have to be able to demonstrate that roi i absolutely love that and you kind of led into the my next question for you and so let's get let's get introspective for a moment sure sure what, ha- what oh, has Higher Ground accomplished so far, right? So you've man. kicked it off yeah. five, six, seven years down the road. What what have you guys accomplished so far?
0: Oh, man, we're doing seven figures this year. Nice. We've expanded our team. It's a yes. uh, little under, it's 11 of us, you know, full time. Yep. Um, we've also got... A team overseas is helping us with some development. Mm-hmm. So we've brought on close to about a little under 20 clients now. I mean, it's just nice. been, and we just officially launched last year. So, I mean, this has been an incredible growth, especially in the midst of COVID.
1: Oh, yes. Oh,
0: yes. Um, but I would say one of the biggest things is that we've, bootstrapped it up to this point Mm -hmm. so you have yeah and that has been I think the most rewarding thing also just the most educational thing right because you're just watching things I think really 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 closely and being very thoughtful and strategic around where you make financial investments to continue to support your growth and scale
1: exactly that comes back to intentionality that we talk to all the time right you
0: you can't Absolutely. just throw
1: your money around. If, if, if whatever I'm doing with it, is it returning something? So I love it. I love it when uh, I interview, uh, I have to treat you as a guest and not my co-host. Um, <laughs> when we interview business owners like yourself and it shows that intentionality, right? That, yeah. that you know, I'm, uh, I've am i got to make sure whatever I'm doing, there's a reward for it, right? I'm not just doing it because I think it's the right thing, you know, the the du jour thing to do at the time, right. I guess is where I was trying to go with that. Right. But, so- in all honesty, is it living up to your expectations, right? So when you sat there and you had that moment of like, yeah, we're going to do this. And you look back now, is it, is it meeting your expectations? Is this everything you thought entrepreneurship would be?
0: Is this everything that I thought it would be? You know, I don't know that I had any idea of what I thought it was going to be, but I will say that I will say that it's better than I thought. That's all. I think that I felt like it was going to be, I mean, to be able to build something that helps people to be able to use my skills and Mm -hmm. the skills that I've acquired over my career to now do something that's meaningful and impactful is, is extremely rewarding to be doing it with people that I love literally have hands elected to be part of our team. And there's Mm -hmm. a story behind every single one of them and why I brought them on the team. It's just like, I don't know. You just can't get much better than that. Um, To be working with people that are committed to the mission, people that I enjoy being with on a regular basis. And even the customers that we have I mean, I don't take on customers that I don't like either, that nobody (laughs) wants to deal with. Like, we can be selective about Mm. who we want to work with and how we want to chart this course. And so I think that having that kind of control has just, I mean, has just been
1: incredible. Well, I think that's what I've always liked about you and why we've become such such quick friends
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, is that you're always very true to yourself, mm. right? It's, you're very true to yourself, right? So yeah. this, the, the Chloe I met six, seven years ago is the same one I'm still hanging out with recording podcasts with bouncing crazy ideas off of each other now. But everything I've seen you do and as I've watched the company evolve from kind of the outside corporate view, you stayed very true to yourself. You stayed very true to your intentional mission. You stayed very true to what you wanted to accomplish, what you told me you were going to accomplish years ago. And that's been very exciting to see. So yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And I appreciate you coming along this journey. And I mean, I feel like, you know, every time I've asked you to do anything, you know, you've been like, yes, yes, yeah, yes, do it. Yes, let's go. yes, yes, let's go. I love that. I love that. And, um, you know, I just think that, there is a lot that we can do on the platform, and I think that technology will definitely help. Um, but the technology is an enabler, and there's a lot of stuff. And I say this all the time: a lot of hand-to-hand combat that needs to happen off the platform, and and our podcast is one of those means. Like bringing information and having conversations with people both on the enterprise side and the supplier side because knowledge sharing is critical.
1: I completely agree and we and open and honest transparent conversations too. Absolutely. you know which I love. And that's absolutely. what your platform brings from a data standpoint that's what we bring in our conversations that we have so yeah again living true to yourself and I've absolutely loved it. Thank you. So what do you think, though, where does where does higher ground excel? Right. So if you're a sourcing person mm-hmm. or a CPO yeah. or maybe even you're a midsize, you're like, boy, I need some help in this department. There's, yeah. you know, like I say to everybody, if I can buy one, I can buy five of whatever the solution is. Right. But what is it that, that you guys do really well? Right. What yeah. is it? I, like I always like to say, as I'm interviewing somebody for an RFP, I'm like, what is it? that is that one thing that you guys do or several things that you guys do that I just can't walk away from because it would yeah. almost be detrimental to my organization.
0: Yeah, well, you know, that's a tough one um, mm-hmm. because I would say, you know, at the core of what we do and for our listeners who don't know what Higher Ground does just to give you high level, yep. we are a vendor management platform mm-hmm. that is also connected to a marketplace of diverse owned Mm-hmm. businesses that you can source from. And then we also help you with providing risk scores to around your suppliers and also show you the economic impact that any contracts make. Mm-hmm. So I would say the biggest thing, because there's there's providers that do bits and pieces of, of mm-hmm. what we do on, on some level, But mm-hmm. I say the biggest differentiator for us and what I've seen is... A lot of software companies do not allow you to, you know, and I would I use the term sort of customize some of the functionality. And that is the biggest, I think, differentiator for higher ground is we have a baseline of how our software and how you experience our software, but we understand, I think this comes from you know our various consulting backgrounds as a leadership team is we understand that corporations are different at their core, and so in order for a system to work for you, we have to understand your sort of unique needs. And when we look at sort of risk modeling around how you look at risk, you know a bank looks at a at a at risk completely different from a retailer or a food and beverage company, and so you have to have the flexibility to be able to allow our customers to come in and select various assessments and various ways that they want to see things so they can come in and customize our application in a way that fits their organizational needs.
1: That is awesome. So where do you think you guys may have some room to grow, right? Yeah. The, yeah, what are you guys looking at that in that one, right? Because that's what we do as responsible owners. We sit there and go, okay, doing this well, not doing this so well. So what are some of those areas that, that we can still expect to see you guys grow in?
0: You know I think in terms of areas that we are not doing so well right now I can't really speak of any because I feel like we're still very lean and so everything is is we're looking at stuff on a daily basis and we're looking nice. at stuff on a weekly basis and, mm-hmm. and and collaborating and wearing multiple hats so we're mm-hmm. you know problem solving all day but we don't let things get to a place where this is not working really well and it's a persistent thing in terms of where we see ourselves growing is being a complete source to pay platform Mm -hmm. focused on end to end ESG. So right now, Mm -hmm. you know, we're looking at the supplier and the sustainability pieces of ESG and the governance pieces of supplier and um, organizational practices. But then once we start looking at the environmental aspects of allowing corporations to see what's happening with their suppliers from carbon Mm -hmm. footprints, you're going to start to see the same sort of trends, like as companies start to set these targets, okay, now we've set them, how are we measuring them? Very soon, they're going to push those down to their suppliers as well and say, okay, we're doing this, we need to see what you're doing as well. Mm -hmm. And so we're preparing for that
1: That is awesome. And, and I like that, that kind of heads up, right? Cause we've talked about ESG and CSR on this show many times. Yeah, yeah. And that is, we have to start making sure that that is part of our roadmap. Did
0: right. What are we,
1: yeah. What are we doing about it? How are we talking about it? So it's, it's, uh, it's going to gather up some steam. That's for sure.
0: But, it's definitely you know, in our face all day with climate change. And we all need to really start thinking about environmental practices around the services and the products that we're producing so that we can preserve our planet for this, for future generations. Exactly.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And we can no longer have the attitude of oh, it doesn't pertain to me. Oh, contrary, mon frere. Yes, it does.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So when I think about the future, I'm excited about seeing the impact that Higher Ground makes. Right. So the contracts that we've closed, um, the communities that we've helped support, but also I don't know those just yet. But how we track and measure once we you know start looking at the environmental piece, what is the impact that we made in giving companies visibility into this? And being able to see the impact that we've made just across our platform. So I'm really excited about that.
1: Yeah. I can and I I can see that when I listen to you and the team talk about the product, I see that excitement coming out. And that's it's infectious, I have to tell you, it really is. Yes. But you know, you don't go into owning your own business without taking some knocks and and learning, right? So absolutely part of the process, right? But what Mm -hmm. are over the past three years, what are some of the things you've learned? Right. So maybe if you were going to talk to somebody who was thinking about starting their own business, what are some things that you've learned? Like, let me tell you to look out for this or that.
0: Lessons. I will say that this is the biggest lesson I feel like I've learned. And it was it just came to life for me again today. Okay, Is protecting your brain space there's a lot of things that you learn. There's a lot of events you go to. There's a lot of mentors, programs, all these things. Mm-hmm. And you, you made the point earlier about being a black woman and, you know, there's all these other challenges that you have starting mm-hmm. a startup. And mm-hmm. if you allow some of the, this outside feedback and articles that you read around only, you know, 1% of oh, right. DC capital go to black women and, Or the amount of startups that actually succeed, if you let these numbers and these things like seep into your subconscious brain and start to take real estate there, then it's very, very, very hard to do anything else. So I think protecting your brain space and what you let between your ears is a lesson that I've learned the hard way because... Entrepreneurship and building teams and building something new from scratch is hard. Mm -hmm. And so you have to be in a positive state all the time and surround yourself with positivity. I will say another lesson that I've learned is, um, you know, you can't take advice from everybody, Right. It's the same thing that I say about to married people. It's like, you know, why are you taking advice from your single friends? Like just, you know, it's like. Probably don't have the right frame of reference. yeah, Yeah, exactly. And so oftentimes you're taking advice and taking in things from different people or VCs who failed. And you don't realize this until, you know, later down the road. Well, how was your success? Well, I didn't actually, you know you know my company failed oh okay well let me take that into context and right so it's like you know you have to just be very careful about all the all the advice and all of the commentary that you receive and making sure that you're listening to people that are where you want to be in five to ten years. And outside of that what and those are completely different conversations. Like I had a conversation with a founder of a company, a retail company just last week, who's 16 years in, and he was the original founder. That conversation was one of the most enlightening conversations of all of the investor conversations that I had had, you That's know, awesome. over the last couple of years, and yeah. he just provided this different perspective and lens on how to look at things. And for the point that I'm at right now, that was again like the most valuable piece of advice that he gave around several different things: around fundraising, around customer acquisition, around pivoting, around um, scaling your team. It was just it was a it was from the perspective of I've done this and want to help you avoid some of these pitfalls. That's awesome. I'm not telling you what i what I've heard. I'm telling you what I know.
1: Right. Yeah. Let me tell you what I've seen down the road that's coming your way.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: I love that. So, you know, we're kind of coming to the end uh, of our interview. Right. And, and we did promise everybody a sneak peek right behind the veiled curtain of higher ground and kind of where you guys are going. Right. So here comes that question.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: guys have been growing and evolving over these past years. Right. So mm-hmm. where do you expect or where should we expect to see higher ground in the next two, five, six years, right? Tell, give us a little hint, a little teaser of, of where you guys are taking this company.
0: You will see us global on nice. every continent. You will see okay. our team expanding and growing. And you will see us involved in industry and trade groups and actually creating curriculum for suppliers that is geared towards corporations. And preparing diversifiers to better understand and better navigate what it means to do business with enterprise organizations. And how do you prepare to do that now?
1: I love that. That That is an awesome, awesome vision. And I'm going to look forward to being part of that ride uh, yes. along beside you. So this is great. Yes, yes, McCoy, yes. this has been fantastic. Uh, you know, you have totally been uh, my dream interview. So thank you so much for making my job super easy uh, today as we
0: recorded. You are the best interviewer. So, I mean, it was so easy. It was so easy for me. I'm glad that we got a chance to finally talk about Higher Ground and
1: definitely us to share that mission. But exactly. Well, we have to retitle this one How I Met Your Mother, the Adam and Chloe edition.
0: I love that. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) Now everybody knows, you know, because we've never said anything about Higher Ground and that was intentional. So, for all of our listeners, like, this isn't a Higher Ground. You know commercial this is no. about learning and sharing exactly. lessons and helping people on both sides of the fence navigate supplier inclusion
1: And I have to tell you the podcast has been a wonderful journey and I look forward to many many more episodes and years uh, sitting beside you uh, yes. in, the, in the studio doing this this has been yes. great
0: Yes 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 this is one of my joys is doing podcasts every week with you
1: same I look forward to it I honestly do but if you've enjoyed this episode be sure, to leave us some reviews on Apple Podcasts, be sure to connect with us on LinkedIn, and that's at Chloe Goodry Reed or at Adam Moore. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you check out our previous shows and stay tuned until next time. Also, we'd love to hear more of your feedback, so head over to survey.libsyn.com/backslash Breaking Barriers Podcast and fill out the survey today. Once again, that survey dot libsyn dot com backslash breaking barriers podcast one word to complete the survey. Your feedback is invaluable to our whole team here at Breaking Barriers and we can't wait to bring you more content as we continue through twenty twenty two.